Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Blessing it is to be your house. So we're getting to the end of the year. Thank you for sustaining us. Thank you for preserving us. It is by your miracles, it is by your mighty hand stretched out upon us that has kept us up to this point. We pray, Lord, this morning you will speak to us and affect our lives. You know, allow us to leave your presence the same as we came. In Jesus' name, somebody said, Amen. I will give Jesus a big hand clap. You may please be seated. First Peter chapter 1. I want to continue the discourse with you on um, fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. It's a discourse. It's a discourse. If you look at it, um, God has called us into fruitfulness. Somebody say fruitfulness. Jada say fruitfulness. Okay, I didn't hear you. Fruitfulness? Okay. Now you have to understand that as Christians, you get as Christians, we have been called by God to become fruitful. You see, whether you like it or not, you will bear some type of fruit. Because whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, you are still a tree. Because the Bible says that if you do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, Psalm 1, verse 1, and you do not sit in the seat of the scornful, and that you many, your delight is in the law of the Lord. Your delight is in the law of the Lord. Then the Bible says that, and in his, in his law does he meditate day and night. Then the verse 3 says that, you shall be like a tree the, 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 the critical thing here is where you are planted and not that you are not a tree everybody is a tree Christian or non-Christian believer or non-believer because you will produce something anyway just as a Christian gets pregnant and a non-Christian gets pregnant that's how it is everybody will do something in their life. But the question is, what you are doing, is this something that God is happy with or not? That, that's, that's, the, that's what differentiates the fruits or the fruit bearing. Are you, are you, are you following? That, that's why we come to church, so that we will learn and so our lives will become the type of fruits that God expects it to be. Are you, are you with me? And so coming to church really is almost like a character change. It's like your lifestyle, how you do things, how you understand things, it must change. The change is really what we come to church for. That as we come, we apply, we come, we apply, we come, we apply. Just how you go to school, you are taught something, you, you learn it, you understand it, you learn it, you understand it. Then you get to a point in life. Are you with me? And so we, we, we started this uh, conversation um, with a barrenness or familiarity. Because one of the things that familiarity does is that it doesn't make you bear fruit. When you, when you become familiar, what happens is that God becomes so angry with you that what, what makes you bear fruit, he takes it away. So for example, when Jacob married the two ladies, Leah and Rachel, and then um, then, then Leah started bearing children. God touched the womb of Rachel that she wouldn't give birth. Because why? Because Rachel, if you look at the thing, even beyond the eyes, you see that Rachel, as the one who was preferred, will walk around the house with a certain air. How many understand what I'm talking about? You have not, you have not been in a situation where maybe you, you, somebody is preferred above you. you. You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's not easy. Then anytime you meet, 
that person who is preferred walks around with a certain air. Like, yeah, like a peacock. Walks around with a certain air. So God looked at that and said, you know what? This person is going too fast. Let, let me step on the brakes in her life. Then he takes barrenness out of, of her life. Because she, she became, instead of being blessed and being humbled and, you know, trying to make things work and everybody happy around, the person tried to say, I'm the best one. I'm the one that was chosen. And so God decided to show her that, Charlie, it is me who makes everything possible. So he takes away childbearing. And then Leah was, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. Then Leah gives birth. And then Rachel doesn't give birth. You get it? And so as trees, it's important to understand what kind of fruit are you bearing? In other words, what kind of story is your life writing? And everybody's writing a story. Everybody got a story. Everybody got a song. Everyone is a... We've all gone wrong. Everybody's a little different, but there is a story. There's a story. It's something you are writing. I'm writing something. I'm writing. You're also writing. <laughs> 24th of December. 2023, we have all written something Sunday morning. Whether you came, what did it make you come? What you came and you did? When you came and you left? When you came, you're not prepared for church? You came, you didn't listen? You came, you didn't receive anything? Everybody is writing something. No, it's amazing. Think about yourself dead. Think about yourself dead. Or you think you won't die? You are deading. Everybody's deading, I tell you. <laughs> Everybody's deading. Everybody's dying. Everybody will die. Everybody will die. Is that our neighbor? That's our neighbor. Okay, hi, neighbor. <laughs> God bless you. Everybody's going to die. When you die, what happens? Something happens. There is life after death. It's serious. And because you and I don't control life, you can't control what happens after death. That is why we submit ourselves to the one who controls life after death. Because if you are strong enough to control your life, you will not die. You will hold on to your vehicle and say, Nah, I ain't going nowhere. You hold on to your house and say, nah, I am not dying. You hold on to your money and say, no, because I have a lot of money, I am not dying. But because all of us don't have strength, the time comes, it is an appointment that all of us will die. And when that time comes, you don't, you don't have the power to resist death. You give in to death. And when you die, you go to a realm where Somebody who's called God controls. Then he asks you, what kind of story did you write with your 80 years on earth, with your 70 years on earth, with your 50 years on earth, with your 30 years on earth? What kind of story did you write? If he's happy with your story, he gives you a place with him. If he's not happy with your story, he tells the dark angels, take him to the dark place. The place is called hell. And so even as Christians, our, our destiny is not hell. I said, our destiny is not hell. As Christians, if you have believed in Jesus, if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your destiny is not hell. Your destiny is heaven. But even in heaven, there are things that God, are, God is going to be happy with you or he's not going to be, be, be happy with you about. And even here, because, and it will all depend on how you, 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 you do things here. And so I, I'm, I'm continuing the discourse on familiarity that breaks or that disturbs fruitfulness, that, that, that destroys or that prevents us from living and doing the things that God wants us to do properly. Paul came to a point in his life, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have fought a good fight. I have 
finished my race. May we all get to that point and say, I have fought a good fight. It will be very satisfying if we get to that point and say, you know what? I have lived a life that was well lived. I, I know that you didn't have any problem with anybody. Not that you, you gave food to the poor. Not that you didn't, but that God, God Almighty was happy with you. Don't forget that it's not what you do. It's whether God is happy with you or not. You can do all kinds of good things, but is God happy with those things? Some of the most wicked people are the people who also try to do some good things here and here and there. But it's not by your works. It's by grace that we are saved through faith. Hallelujah. And so in 1 Peter chapter 1, we're still talking about fruitfulness. Okay, that as, as a human being, just as you have come into this world, it, it, must, be, it must be that you live a life, you go to school, you finish school, you get a good job, then you find a wife or you get a husband, and then you marry. Even if it's not husband and wife, at least some people still make children. <laughs> You know, because there's no law. Everybody's free. Except that it's God's law that controls things. You get it. And so, you do that. And then you make children. I think everybody wants to have a child. Either you, you want to or you have the desire or you cannot or it, it, it is not. But everybody wants to have wife, husband, children, all those things. Huh? Help begin. Yeah, grandchildren, <laughs> more grandchildren you want. Ah, everybody wants to be. But spiritually also, God also wants us to be fruitful. God wants us to bring forth things. Things must come out of us that are nice and they are pleasing. Are you with me? And so we started this course this morning on First Peter chapter 1 and verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. To the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Then he goes on to say, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord. Uh, 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 where are we? Verse what? Verse 3? Where's my verse 3? According to as is divine, no, no. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of, of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power, okay, according as his divine power, um, has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. According as his divine power has what? Has what? Where are we? It's not on the screen. So that's why you're confused. Second Peter. Sorry, Second Peter chapter 1. Yeah, that's why I wasn't finding. Second Peter chapter 1. According as his divine power has given unto us. Please underline this if the Bible is yours. I'm preaching for a short time. It's Christmas Day Eve or Christmas Eve Day. Which one is correct? Anyone is correct? Okay, all right. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's Christmas. According as his divine power has given unto us, if you can underline it from, from, the, from the balcony, all things that pertains unto life and godliness. Underline that part. All things given unto us, all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Ah. Eunice, are you there? Look at the screen. The Bible says that according as his divine power, Jesus' divine power has already given unto us all things. 
things. So when you say you don't have something, it means you don't know the Bible. That's why quiet time is important. Those of you who think that quiet time is not important, that's why the quiet time is important. According as his divine power has given unto us all things. So there's basically nothing that you don't have. Especially when it pertains to life and then to your Christian life also, godliness. Why do we struggle? I'll, I'll show you why we struggle. <laughs> The reason why, uh, 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 what? Uh, Saul's daughter, what's the name again? Make, make, Mikal, right? The reason why she didn't give birth was because, it wasn't because she didn't have a womb, she didn't have a husband, but it was because of her attitude. You, you understand? So, it's not that we don't have um, we don't have everything that pertains to life and godliness. But what is that? He says what? But through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Let's go on, quickly. Verse 4. Make, take note of verse 3. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. The reason why all the things that pertain to life and godliness, many people are not experiencing is that the faith that they have, they have not added anything. You get saved, and for you, that is it. You don't add anything. If you get money now, if you get $5 million right now, you can be poor in two months or even one month's time. The only thing that can guarantee prosperity with your $5 million is that you are able to add to what you get. It's the same thing. When you, when you get a man, for those who are looking for man, man for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for those who are looking for a man, okay. <laughs> what happens is that when you get a man, you have to add to. What made you get a man? You have to add to it. It just, it just, it just, you, you, you have to add. What happens that many people stop when they achieve something? So when I get saved, then that's it. When I get a husband, that's it. But no, 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 no. When you enter into something, it is now that you are going to live the life. It's like when you, get, when you go into school, you go to school. And you don't, you don't go to class, you don't write notes, you don't buy books. You're not going anywhere. Are you, are you with me? So, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. I can't go into the different things because of time. And he says, and to virtue, knowledge. You're, you're out, isn't it? And to knowledge, Godliness, oh, temperance, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience. How many? How many are patient? (laughs) And to patience, proper Christian life, to be to be like God. You you see why the things that God has given to us, we, we are not seeing them. Because we have not added. If anything, we, we are adding stubbornness. <laughs> we are adding stubbornness. We are adding difficulty. We are adding slowness. We are, we are adding disobedience. The things we are, not, we are adding are not the things that have been prescribed for us to add. You go and do pepper pot. When they say add sugar, you add salt. 
add bone sugar, you add bone salt. Let's see what you get at the end of it all. You don't get pepper pot. You get a pot by you, and it's not a pepper one. Are you there? If you, if you shift the Bible in basic English, if you can shift quickly. Shift. Shift. Are you shifting? Are you with me? Aha. He says, So for this very course, verse 5, take every care joining virtue to faith and knowledge to virtue. So you are, you, are, you are connecting them, you are linking them up in your faith. Okay? And it says, and knowledge to virtue and self-control to knowledge. How many of you have self-control? Hush. Do you have, ask your neighbor, do you have self-control? It's a process. <laughs> it's coming. That's why all the things that pertain to life and godliness, you got, or it has not materialized. And so you go around actually fighting and struggling for them, not knowing that you have them, except that you are adding the wrong things. That is why you don't have it. And so the, the, the right way to assess all the things that pertain to life and godliness is to add the right components. Am I, am I saying something? On Christmas Day Eve or Christmas Eve Day? Huh? Okay. So he says, and, and self-control to knowledge, and a quiet mind to self-control. Your mind busy too much. <laughs> Quiet mind to self-control. No busy mind. And fear of God to a quiet mind. And love of the brothers to fear of God. You love your brother? Oh, you and somebody get around. You, you, want, you want God to give you things and you and somebody get around? You want the things that God has, Jesus has died for you, you want to have access to it and you and somebody get around? You will not assess it. I, I hope you are following what I'm trying to say. Hmm. And to love of the brothers Love itself. Not just love a brother, but love itself. <laughs> For if you have these things in good measure, they will make you fertile and full of fruit in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, it's not me, you know. You got to find the right ingredients and add to your faith. For the man who has not these things, verse 9, is blind, seeing only what is near, having no memory of how he was made clean from his old sins. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at spiritual uh, blindness and barrenness. Spiritual blindness and barrenness. Remember, Mikhail became barren because of familiarity. Are you here? Good. Now, in Matthew chapter 23, verse 16, When you are spiritually blind, you, you, you don't even think of heaven. What are we thinking about today? We're thinking about Christmas. Cherry, isn't it? What are you thinking about? Yeah, it's Christmas. All of us are thinking about tomorrow. Think about the end of the year. 
there, there, there's nobody who can lie and tell me that you are thinking about uh, heaven. As you are here in the church today, you are thinking about heaven. You are thinking about mansions in heaven. I don't think anybody here will. But that is spiritual blindness. Because when you are spiritually blind, you don't see. You don't see eternity and, 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 and therefore it doesn't make you do things in life that will give you something in eternity. That is why people only set up when they know they are going to die. When, you see, when you get very old, you will never miss church. Huh? Oh, yeah, you love Sunday morning. <laughs> when, when you get to the point where God forbid you are terminally ill, you're going to die, you don't miss church. Every day you turn on church, online church, online. Not a novice, you'll be a, a strong partaker of not a novice church. Why? Because your eyes are now open to the fact that you are going. That's at now. We ain't going nowhere. We're there right here. Oh, next year Christmas, I'll do things different. Next year Christmas? Are you sure? I'm sure some of us have already have said what we want to do next year Christmas. Even this morning when I was going, to say, oh, next year Christmas, by the grace of God, I think I'll, I'll try something. Next year Christmas? You are blind. <laughs> You're blind because the only thing you see is normal life. You don't see that. <laughs> There's a river to cross. You can cross it anytime, any day. In um, Matthew chapter 23, verse 16, the Bible says that, Woe unto you, you blind guides which say whosoever shall swear by the temple it is nothing but whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple he is a debtor you fools and blind for whether is greater the gold or the temple that sanctifieth the gold <laughs> I'm using it Verse 19, you fools and blind. For whether it's greater the gift or the altar that sanctified the gift. What is Jesus trying to do here? Jesus is trying to give, you know, the teaching. He's trying to explain that. Sometimes, you let will be very, very concerned about Adam instead of God who made you know Adam. You get it? The focus is on the wrong thing. On the wrong person. And that makes you blind. He said you are a fool and you are blind. Which one is great? The gift or the altar that makes the, the that sanctified the gift. So you have the, the, the altar and then you have the sheep. Then the altar rather sanctifies the sheep and makes the sheep greater. So why are you is that the chicken and egg? Which one is important? You can argue from today to tomorrow. <laughs> of course, there was no egg, there was chicken first. So you can say chicken is important because chicken lays eggs. But it's an egg that brings chicken. So if there's no egg, there's no chicken. If there's no chicken, there's no egg. So which is which? <laughs> we had hot already. Are, are you with me? So blindness is when even your, your focus is on that. So for example, you are focused on, some people are focused on the wrong things in life. Like, you, you, you're, you're concerned about your job. You're concerned about your relationship. But you, you forget about God who gives you the job and who, who gives you the relationship. It's blindness. 
when the, the gift or the, 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 the clay rather is the important thing that the one who makes the clay, the pot is rather important than the, the, the potter. Sariah, are you here? Is it working? It's not. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> are you following? And so, I want to just take you through a few things. Um, next week, probably, just break into the two. Today and next week, and we're done. All right? Four signs of spiritual blindness. It's just like when Jesus told the Pharisees, the Pharisees were very, very blind. They were very, very concerned about washing your hands before you eat. And they were not concerned about what really comes out of your mouth. So when Jesus told them, that which one is important? What comes out or what goes in? At least if you get running stomach, it's only you, your stomach. But if you display by your mouth, everybody will hear. You get a name. You get a reputation. So you know what? That girl, that lady, no, 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 no. You should hear she mouth. It spoils your name and your reputation. Rather than when you eat something, you get around your stomach. It's just you in your house. Yeah. Four things. All right? You want the four things? I'll give you one or two today, and we will close. I hear the children want me to come to their church to preach uh, third service. So I have to finish quickly and then I'll go to them. I hear they are waiting for me and they come to pick me up with a vehicle and all of that. Bought a ticket and everything for me. So I'm, I'm, I just want to finish quick and then we, I go. All right. Four signs of spiritual uh, blindness. Number one, spiritually blind people are self-centered. If you are spiritually blind, your focus is on you. <laughs> yeah. If you are spiritually blind, your focus is you. Your focus is you. Because apart from you, there's nobody else but you. Yeah. But the world is made up of how many billions of people? Not you only. There's nothing like you only. There's nothing like that. Philippians chapter 2 verse 4. What does he say? Look not every man on his own things. Can, can, can we believe this? So this is what makes people, makes people unfruitful. You have people who are just looking at their own things. Everything is about them. Ask your neighbor, is everything about you? It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you, my neighbor. Is it all about you? Why can't somebody also get a space? Why can't somebody also get room? Why is it all about you? In Luke chapter 18... You hear this nice story from verse 9. The Bible says, And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves. Are you one of them? He spake this parable unto certain who trusted in themselves. That they were right, they trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. You are blind when you think that everything is just you. 
You're blind. And you'll be barren. Because God works with and through people. Sometimes people you don't like. Most of the time, 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 you marry somebody who you say you never wanted to marry. That's the same person you end up marrying. Yeah. I hope King's hand is up. I'm not sure her story. At least I know Cherry. I know Earl. I remember when Bishop Brian and I, I drove into the compound with Bishop Brian in the front seat of my vehicle. Then we had, we had been here earlier and saw Cherry sweeping around. And he was very, very impressed. And one young lady is here sweeping such a big church. So he fell in love with her. So, you know, we we're talking about Cherry all along and all of that. Then he was like, oh, so is she married? I said, oh, no, there's a guy who... He's a, he's a, he manages a landscaping company. And, um, you know, he, he's the one who, he's playing styles. It's like he wants, he doesn't want, and all of that kind of things. It's oh, tell me nice girl like Cherry. I said, oh, Bishop Brian. Mm. Uh, say, Charlie, some people too. I said, well, welcome to the club. So we're driving in and God being so good, brother Earl was at the entrance. So he greeted us. Then I told Bishop Brian, that's a gentleman who is playing styles with Cherry. He said, you? He said, yes. So I asked, I asked Earl, do you want to marry Cherry or not? And Earl said, no. Right in front of Bishop Brian. <laughs> Bishop Brian said, hey! <laughs> well, where is he today? And he spoke this parable unto Certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous. And they, not only were they righteous, but they despised others. And God doesn't like people who, who despise other people. What do you think is wrong about somebody there's much more wrong things about you. you see, that, that's why m- m- many of, of the workers, for example, have not even managed to keep people around. Because you get fed up with people so quickly. But we didn't get fed up with you quickly. Yeah, we discipline you and all of that, but you are still part of, of, of what we are doing here. Yeah. Why is Judah coming to church so late? What kind of training is that? You have to learn from it. I'll never allow my child to go to church late. I go in, my child going. Beautiful Guyana, huh? You like nice, fancy, fancy things. Where's, jo- where's Jonathan? Where's your son, Jonathan? Where is he? Why? It's Josiah. The big boy is Josiah. Jonathan is the middle one. The second. Josiah, Jonathan, Jared, and then the Taliban. Okay. <laughs> I know him as a Taliban <laughs> from Islamabad. <laughs> What's his name? He's Jafet. The last one is Jafet. Who oh, I know him as a Taliban. <laughs> Where's Josiah? He's not well. He's been vomiting. Oh, who did you tell? You should pray for him. Who's, who's his pastor? She has a plaster on her forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she needs prayers herself. But do you know Josiah is nowhere? Oh, you find out at the church. So, as I ask about Josiah and he is not well, and I'm asking who is his pastor, it's a lesson. 
And I can't go into that. I'm talking about spiritual blindness and barrenness. <laughs> but you have, to, you have to pick something from it. That is why we have not been fruitful as a church. And unfortunately, you are connected to me, so you are also making me look bad, even though I am anointed. It's true. Maybe if I didn't have you and I was doing this work by myself, this place would be full by now. It is proven over the years. I did it. I've done it. It's there. That's how you came. That's how you came. So he said that he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Four signs of spiritual blindness. The first one is spiritually blind people are self-centered. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican, which means the other was a sinner. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with with, with, with himself. God, I give you thanks and praises. That I is not as the other man, the sinner man. That I am not as other men are. Extortionists, scampishness, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, the publican, went down to his house justified Rather than the other, for rather than the, the other, for everyone that exalts himself shall be brought low or abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. You see, blindness and unfruitfulness or barrenness, because one person thought that they were better off than another. The person's state is blindness because he's not better than nobody. He can only be blind. That's why he thinks he's better than somebody. And then the second diagnosis is that because of that behavior, even though he went to church to pray and all of that, God didn't listen to his prayer. So he actually left the church with, with his prayers not answered. God wasn't even happy to see him in the church. But rather the one that he was despising was the one that the Bible says left the presence of God justified. That's number one. He didn't think that he was all of that. It means he wasn't blind. After all, even though he was not that perfect, he was not good, but he wasn't blind. Because he realized he was nothing. He realized somebody was better than him. Is somebody better than you? Is, is, is somebody better than you, you legs? Yes. Do we agree? Oh, you think you are cool? Um. Yeah, deception. <laughs> deception. No, you are not better than anybody. If you think like that, you are blind and you won't do well. But is this true? Is it, Judy, why are you bringing my grandson late to church? Hmm? That's why girls don't raise boys. I ain't happy with you at all. I'm going to take him away from you. Because I will bring him to church early. You, you, or you don't think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was, somebody was asking me about Godfather. Right? Let me just chip this in. He was saying that if they need a godmother or father for their child, if they even had somebody in mind, it was a very good, it was, it was it's like how did people come to Jesus and ask him, good master, good master, good master, good master. <laughs> so, he, so the person asked me about a god parent and they had somebody even in mind. Then I was saying that this God, God, God thing, 
it's a white man kind of culture. I know some people have godparents, like my, my children. It's only Lois who has a godmother. The rest, they don't have no God, nothing. God is their God. <laughs> but I told him that Lois had a godmother because when Lois was born premature and we had a very, very difficult, difficult season, there was a, a lady pastor who is now an Episcopal sister who was around with us in those, those periods. And she was of great support and help to us. And so, you know, it was like, okay, this one, right? But the rest, there was nothing that merited that. And so I was telling the, the person who asked me that, Godparents are also people, you see, the, 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 the word is Godmother. I mean, it's Judy who bringing this teaching. <laughs> and it's, it's bonus for you. A godmother or godfather is somebody you have in the, in the life of your child who will lead the person in the ways of God, not somebody who give him gifts at Christmas time. That's why we can't be witness because we were brought in to become witness. But we're here, we're just flowing. Because people don't understand why they are brought into things. A godmother is somebody who is God-fearing, a woman who is God-fearing. Who why, do you, why do you hand over the spirit of your child to somebody who doesn't even come to church? Is your head working well? And then you hand over your child to somebody who even doesn't have your spirituality level is higher than that person. How can that person have a godly influence on your child? So I am Gabriel's godfather because he was named after me. Period. Who else? How do you take Gabriel and give it to somebody else's God? Well, I am the one you named him after. I'm the Godfather. It's a movie, part one, part two, part three. <laughs> Did you get it? Don't practice things that have no meaning. You take somebody to be a godparent to your child who is spiritually, you, 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 you assess the person, you are happy with the person's spirituality. You know that should you give your child to this person for a week, that the child will come home knowing about four scriptures. Not because the person has some money and he can give your, your child money. Mama, call your godfather for some money. That's all. It's not God. You should say, uh, you call it some name. Gift father or gift mother. <laughs> not God. <laughs> yeah. understand because if you have the spiritual ability to raise your child there's nobody who has to come into into play apart from somebody who's spiritually higher than you hey, before you realize you are sending your children to go and spend time with their godmother who doesn't even go to church who has an obia spirit in the house who, who 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 all kinds of things then the children come back you don't even know their spiritual state Lord, have mercy on all of us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, if I was, if I was Judith, if I was G, I would not, Judah won't go to Judy Sunday, even like ever again, from today. Because that's not how I want to raise my child. That is not how I want my child. You see, you can ask him. 5 a.m. I wake him up. He, when I'm going to sleep Saturday, I said, but go and sleep, you know. He said, yeah. I said, no problem. <laughs> Five. I, I, I give him, I, I show some mercy on him because when I wake up, if I wake up, it, it won't make sense. But five o'clock, I give him one hour to get ready. And then he get up. He sits on the bed like that. I said, but you, I, you, he said, yeah. I said, good. Because you have to come with me. Train a child the way he should go. You have to show the child that when you are big, this is how you go. You go late to church. That's how, that's how we are training them. All, all, thank you. All, and, and, and it goes all the, all the parents in this church who are so hypocritical. The things you expose your children to, that is what they are growing up to go and do. And you are, some of you are raising your children to despise me, despise the church and the things I'm teaching. If you bring your child late to this church, that's, that's what you are teaching your child to do. 
Your child won't come late to church. When he grows, he won't even come to church. I'm telling you, you have to watch the story you are writing. When I came this morning, Francis, when I come normally, they come and meet me. Good morning, good morning. It's an unconscious habit. So when I pack my car, you see that all of them will come. That's when I know, where, where is this one? Where is this one? Where is this one? Then when I was going up, and before he even came to see me, I saw he went to move two um, long boots. You see, I saw you. When he came out, I think he saw long boots on the side of the Macarena. So he moved it quickly. I was watching him. <laughs> then when I went up, I was still talking to them when I was on the landed. Then there was some pans on the, on the plant pot out there. And I see he went quickly to also take it. You see, he's, 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 I don't have to be his godfather. He's learning some things. He knows, he will learn to, when he, when he grows up, he will say, he will fight with his wife when the wife leaves things around. He <laughs> said, well, what's wrong with you? Then the wife doesn't know that it was some man who took him in as a godfather who told him, this can't be here, that can't be here, that can't be there. Put this here, put this there, and put that there. <laughs> eh? That's what you call, you call godfather. I don't have to be his godfather to teach him the right thing. So watch it too. You, you come. That's why we have not added to our faith. We have actually added the wrong things to our faith. That's why the things that pertain to life and godliness, we don't see it materializing. And one of them is when you see, you see yourself better than others. You despise others. You, you, you're, not, you're not better than others. You're not. You are not. God has things in people. God, I'm telling you, God has things deposited in people. And I'm saying that sometimes the one you despise most is the one who even has the thing for you. I've experienced in my life growing up. Some of the people you don't want to talk to. Sometimes you realize you're looking for something, and that person has that thing that you're looking for. But you can't ask because you're not talking to him. You don't go and play football. And the guy that you don't talk to, he has a football lying down in the house breathing. <laughs> and you want to play football and the football is there. You don't have a football. Then when he comes out and you are playing the football, then you go around like he's a big buyer. But you want to play. You want to play. A big you want to play. You don't realize that someone says, man, come and play. Then you, <laughs> you, you, you see, you, you, look at you. The person you despise, he has a football. Javanti, <laughs> what I'm saying, is it not true? Yeah, yeah, the person that you, I mean, you like he, but when you look directly, you see that this person has something that, that, that you like. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So if, if we want to do well, ladies and gentlemen, we have to move away from spiritual blindness and barrenness. And that is to make sure that you are not self centered it's not about you I think Judy gave me a little window there it has helped many of you no no, watch it you can't expect your child to do better when you don't lead the child to do better I know some of you will never change and I know some people they will never change. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't allow, I don't like for so many parents. I, I, I don't also allow my child, like my son, to travel by himself. You get it. But you see, 
my, my case is even different from you. you what, what, what really do you have? What, what really do you have? I had my, I, I wish I could just let him go. Oh, like Monday morning going to school. Oh, I wish you would just wake up, dress up, and just go on the road. I wish. But the type of person I am, I can't expose my child anyhow. The focus of the enemy on my child is not the same focus of the enemy on your child. So don't make your child look like you are, you are, you are the, the top person around here. Don't make yourself look like that. And when I know somebody I trust, I say, okay. Like, Hawk. So they want to go and watch movies. So you go. Because I, I know he's with Hawk. The G, so he wants to buy some pants. I say, G, can you take him? The G, take him. I'm, I'm okay. But to let him go alone, I wish I could. I wish I could. I wish I could. It would reduce a lot of headache. <laughs> but I can't because when the enemy touches my child, he's touching the church. It will be a story for the church. But your child is not like that. No matter how precious you think your child is. So you, you have to understand things in a certain way. Amen. So let me tell you something nice about uh, uh, Francis again. When um, he was going to school and, you know, organized some funds for him to go and buy safety boots. I think Hulk bought his own at a, at a price. And he went and he bought his own at a price that was higher than Hulk's own. So when he came, I said, ah, how much is the booth? He told me, I said, how? It's too expensive. And I think he didn't even understand it. I think the course of the week, he went to buy something else for school. And he saw a similar booth there. And he asked. And it, it was so cheap that when he came back, he felt so bad for himself. <laughs> I said, it's a good lesson. That he taught it. Because he doesn't know what money is and what to use money for. So when he bought the booth at that price, it, to him it was okay. Until he went back to another store and then the boots were so low. I said, you see how much money you are working with? Like that's you are working. You see the money you are working? <laughs> you are stepping on mud with such money? And as he's around and he's hearing those things, something is going into his head. Slowly, 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 slowly. By the time he, he, he grows up, he will have a certain mindset. That's why I don't joke with the guys around here. I don't joke with them. And you have to understand it. If you're a girl, you have to look at me twice before you like somebody who lives here. Look left. Look <laughs> right. <laughs> look again. Before you cross. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Don't bring your liking to the boys around here. I don't have many. I think it's, it's, it's JP. JP and, and Francis. Yeah. JP says he's a young man. He's a student. So he... <laughs> he ain't got time with girls. I like that. I hope Francis has the same mindset. Hmm? It's changing. It has to change 20 years ago. <laughs> because guys like these to me, they marry a girl who loves me, respects me, and has a good relationship with me. And I'll kill one goat for their wedding day. <laughs> Stand to your feet, please. My time is up. <laughs> You've stopped coffee already. Hey, these are the ones who deserve goats. The goat guy we are rearing here. And the cows, when these type of guys marry, you must marry a woman, a woman who loves me, not even, the woman loves me more than them. And that's the type of woman they should marry. Then you see how they go to, will die. Will die quick. Yeah. You come, you see that, we'll tell you, it's a black sheep we have killed. Yeah. yeah. If, if they do the things that they're supposed to do. 
kill the sheep and the, and the goats for them. And we have barbecue. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be jealous, pal. Yeah. They deserve to be treated in a certain way. Yeah. Without apology. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this morning. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for deliverance from blindness and barrenness. In Jesus' name. Amen. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.